I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. I'm Sabrina Cannon, and on this podcast, we talk about everything art and creativity, life, and just trying to make it as a 20-something artist in this world because life is sucky, whether you're an artist or not. So, you know, we all could use a little bit of help, and I've really missed you guys this week. So before I say anything else, grab your coffee, your tea, whatever you want to eat, and let's get started. Okay, so... I know that I was supposed to post on Wednesday. Please do not hate me for not posting on Wednesday because it's been one hell of a week. I forgot that it was midterm week until about Tuesday. So all of my midterms happened on a Thursday. So I guess that was good. I still had the time to study and everything. And it turned out kind of okay. But it was just a hell week because I had to prepare for all of that. And also just this week in general has been ass. So I'm going to rant for a little bit, especially because it's about time for our highs and lows. And I have a few lows this week. So bear with me. And actually, I may hold off on the lows because that actually goes very deep into the topic of this entire episode. So going back, my high for the week was that last week since I talked to you guys another one of my really good friends stopped into town to visit me and it was just really really nice to see him and you know he's the type of friend that you have your deep conversations with you can just sit and chill in the silence and everything's good and uh, we haven't had that in a long time I haven't seen him since maybe the end of February so it was really nice to sit with him and catch up and it just felt like nothing has really changed even though in the last six or seven months as we all know everything has changed and it was just nice to have some sort of normalcy back into my life again so that was really really good but the rest of this week was just a lot for me personally For those of you who do not know, I am a journalism major and I don't know why you wouldn't know unless you're new because I talk about it all the time. But if you're new, yeah, I'm a journalism major. And as a journalism major, my midterms aren't really midterms. They're just stories that are due, which I would have anyway. And I've talked a lot about my struggle to find sources on this podcast and The struggle really continued this week. I had a deadline on Friday and I've actually had a story that was due two weeks ago that I was lucky enough to get an extension on because it is evergreen. And for those of you who do not know what that means, evergreen means that basically the story is never not current and can be written about at any time. And so for that story, I was lucky enough to get an extension from my professor Finally, I get in contact with who I'm supposed to get in contact with, 
and it was a local court system and for those of you looking to cover government stuff and talk to courts especially municipal courts it is not easy start early because otherwise you're going to end up like me and you're going to hate it so finally i hear back from the courts and they say sure we'll send it over to a couple of our people right away and it's been two days i've heard nothing back and i had another story that everyone that i wanted to interview somehow flaked on me and so i basically had to text my professor on the day that it was due and be like hey i I don't have a story for you and i don't know what to do and he was like it's all right i'm extending the deadline for every single person in class because you are not the only one and it was just really comforting to know that other people are struggling just like me you know because a lot of the time especially when you're writing in this this goes for any type of writing not just journalistic writing or when you're just creating something in general, you feel like everybody's ahead of you in some way. You look at all the people that you consider better than you and you feel like absolute crap. And that's just how I've been feeling lately. And it was just really nice to know that other people are struggling just like me. And I don't know, it made me feel a lot better. So that was Friday. On Thursday, however, I had three midterms in a row. For those of you who are not aware, I have a three-hour class in the morning on Thursdays. So that goes from about 9 o'clock to noon. And then I have another class from 1.30 to 2.45 and another from 4 to 6. All three of them had midterms and all three of them took me the entire class period of time. So I'd only have about an hour in between each of those during which case I cried in preparation for the other one because I was very, 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 very tired. And basically, by the end of the day, the last midterm was probably my hardest just because it was the last and I had to be actively editing. It was an editing midterm, so I would have to go through and edit small paragraphs and um, sentences. And it was just like, obviously, you have to pay attention when you're editing things otherwise it's not going to be edited properly so that was just a struggle to be doing at the end of my day arguably i think that is also the one i did the best on but by the end of that day i cried i was done and i basically just passed that on my couch for about three hours afterwards and ate a fat dinner can't remember what i ate for dinner because it's been a minute but i just remember eating a fat dinner and crying a little bit um and then comes today the three days in between, two days in between, I think. No, it was two days. It was two days in between. But the two days in between my finals and today have been pretty good. I've been relaxing. I've been great. I woke up motivated today. I was ready to record. I had a completely different topic in mind for this episode. And I was so excited for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a Starbucks. And I'm going to come home. And I'm going to record. Although, so I leave my apartment and I get to my crosswalk. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I have a form of cerebral palsy. And it is noticeable. If you see me on the street, you'll see me walking and you're going to know that something's not... I'm not going to say not right because that's rude to myself and I don't think that that's the right thing to say but you're going to notice that I don't walk in the same way that any other person would 
so I get up to the crosswalk. And this girl is standing next to me. And she goes, excuse me. And I had headphones in, so I didn't hear her. And then I noticed she was looking at me. And I took my headphones out. And I was like, yes, can I, can I help you? And she goes, uh, did you hurt yourself? And I go, no. No, I didn't hurt myself. What are you talking about? And she goes, oh, okay. And turns around and proceeds with her FaceTime conversation. And I get how some people are going to be like, okay, what's the big deal about that? She was being nice. She was just trying to see if you were okay. No, I understand that that's what people would think. But as someone who is on the other side of that situation, the answer for the most of us who are not suffering, but who have previously indicated, I'm trying to think of words, the, who have pre-existing conditions, that was the word I was looking for, pre-existing. For those of us who have those conditions, it's not like you guys are being nice. To us, it's you calling attention to something that we would rather you not call attention to. And it's just the type of thing where unless somebody looks as if they're in pain and asks you for help, don't talk to them about it. It's rude. Even if you think you're being nice, you're being rude. And on top of that, they messed up my drink at Starbucks. I'm still drinking it because I have the Gen Z mentality of not wanting to bother anyone. So on top of that, my morning has been pretty crap. But back to the original point of this girl who asked me if I was all right. I don't think anyone here understands how often that happens to me. Even if it's not someone random on the street... It's always going to be someone. I have been walking through campus, and keep in mind, I don't go to a Catholic university. I don't go to any sort of religious university. I go to Arizona State University. And not to play into stereotypes, but people here are not very religious. Um, so imagine my frustration when I'm walking through campus on a normal day, and some random girl, this is pre-corona, and this would happen maybe every few days. It wouldn't always be women either. It would be men as well. And every few days, every few weeks, someone would come up to me and go, hi. And I'd obviously say hi back. And it would look like they would want something from me. And I'd be like, okay, just kind of waiting for them to talk. And they'd be like, so can I ask you a question about yourself? And obviously you say, okay. And they go, are you in any pain? And I usually look at them very confused because why would they be asking me such a question? I'm just on my way to class. Why are you asking me if I'm in pain? Do I look like I'm in pain? And they go, are you in pain? Does it hurt to walk like that? And then you realize that they're just stupid. I mean, honestly, like, who the hell comes up to someone just to ask if Something that is clearly a birth-related condition or a disability of any kind, honestly, even if it happened later in your life. Who's stupid enough to ask if something that's clearly a disability is painful or curable? That's not your place, and that's not something that you should ever say to someone. 
I, I just, I don't understand. And so what they do following that is even more shocking. They will often go, well, I can pray for you and we can hope that it clears up. And you're like, what? Like, and half the time this will happen to me. Not anywhere that's like secluded either. This will happen in very high volume areas on our campus. So it'll happen. We have a little area by our gym, a very big, long sidewalk where a lot of people pass through. And so it happens a lot right there. It'll happen on our um, palm walk. If you don't know what that is, it's our mile long stretch of palm trees down campus. And it'll happen often there. It'll happen outside of our student union. It happens in very high volume areas. And then they proceed to put their hand on my shoulder. And I'm a very awkward person, as you can probably tell by the way I speak on this podcast. I'm not very used to verbally expressing my thoughts clearly, but... um. Yeah, I'm a very awkward person. So they put their hand on my shoulder and I don't really say, get your hand off me. I'm just stunned because what do you do in that situation? There is nothing you can do. And they put their hand on you and they start praying. And there are people that walk by and they look and that they see there is something very wrong or they assume that something is very wrong. And that's more embarrassing than being asked a stupid question by a stupid person and Today, I just got really, really frustrated with that. And personally, I don't care if you guys think I'm rambling or overreacting or anything like that. Because the bottom line is not very many people here live my life. Not very many people here know what it's like to live with something like this that makes you appear different. I mean, everyone has their insecurities. Everyone has differences about them that make them different from everyone else. But a lot of the time, it isn't so visibly noticeable as something like cerebral palsy. It's not as noticeable. And it's just, it's, it's not difficult for me to live with. I mentioned that in the last episode. I really don't see a difference about myself from other people because I'm just as functional as every other person on this planet, to be very honest with you. I am fortunate in that sense. I know there are a lot of other people with my disability who are not that fortunate. However, I am that fortunate. And it just pisses me off when people don't see that. And this is a lesson for everyone who ever will come across someone with any sort of disability. It doesn't even have to be CP. It can be someone who is wheelchair bound, someone who uses a walker or a cane or can't speak or just I, I can't even think of very many right now because I'm so heated but a lesson for anyone who comes into contact with anyone who is in some way different from the norm and I'm using air quotes right now very heavily because everyone's fucking normal and if you don't think so sorry but that's just the way it is piece of advice Even when you think you are being nice, do not say anything to the person unless they say something to you first or unless they are looking at you as if they need help and they're too embarrassed to ask. And that even then is only when they know you well enough to know that you will help them because it is very hurtful and it's embarrassing for those people 
to be asked questions about what they are able and unable to do unless you are a good friend of theirs. If you don't know the person and you try to go up to them and ask them questions about their disability or if they need help or if they're okay, like, don't fucking do it. Because it even happens to me at grocery stores. I'll take an extra minute to, like, get stuff out of my cart because sometimes I fumble around a little bit because I'm... A, clumsy, and B, when there's people behind me, I get nervous because I just don't want to hold people up. And when I do that, the clerks will often see the way I walk and they'll be like, do you need, I forget what they're called, but those scooters with the cards attached to them. They're like, do you need one of those? No, I don't need one of those. I need you to back up and give me a freaking minute. So unless somebody directly asks you for help, do not say a word that you think could make them uncomfortable if you are second guessing yourself do not say it and i'm sorry if this podcast sounds rumbly or or rumbly rambly i'm sorry if it sounds rambly and if i'm yelling at you and if i sound kind of cluttered right now this was not the podcast topic that I had planned for today and I really had no plan going into this episode it was just something I really felt that I needed to get out there and I needed to put into a podcast because it's not something a lot of people know and this podcast while it is an angry rant at the moment I'm turning it into a pep talk starting now and it's a pep talk for creativity and it just it doesn't just apply to those who are disabled It applies to anyone who feels remotely different or excluded or who has lost anything, who thinks that people will only ever recognize them for one thing. Because the only thing that I know about myself when those things get brought to my attention is I know that I'm so much more than the way I walk. I know that I'm a writer. I know that I'm an artist. I know that I'm a filmmaker. I know my abilities, and I know my own confidence level when it comes to my brain. But when people treat me like I am nothing more than a disability, the little insecure part in the back of my brain that we all have goes, you are nothing more than this. And nobody will ever see you as anything else. And I know that that's not true. And everyone who knows me listening to this, I guarantee you is going to text me immediately after this and say, you know, that's not true. Don't ever say that again. And again, I am well aware. And anyone else who may have any sort of insecurity, like I, I don't know what it would be. No, not okay. I'm not going to say insecurity. And this was going to be my topic for the next episode, because this is something I want to touch on individually. And I, I guarantee you I will. But I know the African-American community and the gay community right now are both really struggling to maintain a sense of self because there are stupid people in this world who are trying to hurt you and trying to quench your voices. I know that's not the word to use, but they're trying to silence you. There we go. That's the correct word. And... I am not at all comparing the experience of someone with a physical disability to that experience. But it's things like that. It's the insensitive comments that make you feel silenced. And it's the same thing that makes me feel silenced. It's the insecure comments or 
the insensitive comments that make me feel insecure and make me feel like nothing more than my disability. Just like some of you may feel like when you're being insulted, nothing more than the color of your skin when it comes to society or your sexual orientation. But this is my pep talk to all of you, whether you have a disability, whether you are a person of color, whether you are a part of the LGBTQ community, this is what I have to say to you. Nobody else matters. End of story. People may only see you as one thing. People may look at you and see all these things that you are very conscious of about yourself that you know people are looking at. You know people see you differently. But at the end of the day, what matters is what you choose to do with your voice. And as an artist, no matter what your medium of art is, whether it's painting, film, dance, music, writing like me, no matter what it is, you have the power to put your voice out there and make people hear you. Again, even if it's not a form that uses words, like I mentioned dance and I mentioned art, that is still your voice being put out into the world. You can put pain into dance. You can put pain into art. You put pain, you put anger into your, create, your creative projects. And that's what you need to do. And that's what I'm going to tell everyone to do this week and from here on out. Originally, when I, when I tried to record this on Wednesday, when I was going to talk about the other topic I had planned, I was going to talk a lot about the debate because I love watching the debate and I love Kamala Harris and I think she absolutely destroyed Mike Pence. And I want to mention this now because there's something Kamala Harris said that really struck a chord with me during that debate. And it wasn't anything necessarily political, but she goes... Mr. Vice President, I am speaking. And that silenced me for a sec. And I want to say this to everyone. There's a lot of messages out there incorporating that quote ever since the debate happened on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Ever since the debate happened, a lot of people have been using that quote and applying it just to little girls. But I want to say... For those of you in any marginalized community, whether you're like me or whether you fit into any other little oppressed bubble, and I'm not using that term lightly, no matter what bubble you fit into, never let anyone silence your voice. I may feel like absolute crap today, but I'll tell you what, and I was... I was on my way back from Starbucks still thinking about this incident that happened on my way there. And I was going to let it ruin my whole day. I was going to let it stop me from being productive because I woke up in a very productive mood. But then I thought, you know what? Instead of talking about this topic that I had planned already, I'm going to push that back and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to give everyone who's having a rough time a pep talk because why should I let one person's ignorance shut me up? Why should I feel like my 
words are any less important because of one person's ignorant comment. And I've said this before. You are going to create things that other people are not going to like. And I said that in a form of maybe they're going to give you constructive criticism or maybe they're just going to hate on you because they're jealous. Who the hell knows? But in the other sense of the word, you are going to create things that people don't like. And they're not going to like it because they're going to feel attacked in some way. There are a lot of people who feel attacked by powerful writers and they judge them and they think they're wrong. But it's because those writers are tackling issues that other people are afraid of tackling. Like, not to get all political, but in this world right now, we are facing a time of revolution, especially in the United States. And people have compared it to the Hunger Games. And obviously there are some people that are like, no, those people are rioters and looters and everything's going to shit because of these people. And I hope you guys liked my impression. I promise I can do a better one. Um, but... This thing is, is when those people watched a movie like The Hunger Games, they were on the rioter's side. Because their voices were being taken from them. They were being slaughtered. They were not able to choose for themselves what they wanted to say about their government or about the trials that their government put them through and the trials that their lives were undergoing. If you are ever feeling down about yourself for something that you cannot control and you don't want to create, you think that it's pointless to create because how could anyone ever see you as anything else? If you think about yourself in that way at any point, I want to encourage you to in that moment, in that very moment, no matter what your form of art is, do one thing that pertains to that art form. And relate it to that experience. Like, I've been writing poetry for a long time. And a lot of that poetry for me is very angry. And it's because of experiences like this one. And I sit down and write a poem anytime I feel something remotely to what this stupid, stupid person made me feel today. And it's all the feelings that come from that type of ignorance. And honestly, I think that's some of my best work. Anyone I've shown those poems to think that those poems are some of my best work. And I guarantee you, no matter how vulnerable you feel putting those things down on a page or in a dance or whatever it is you do, no matter how vulnerable you feel, it's going to be worth it. Because one day, if you choose to share that art with the world, that is going to be the art that goes down in history. That is going to be the art that you are most proud of at the end of the day because you created something that to you means something. And it doesn't matter if people feel triggered by it. Like, for me, in my my case, I think the only movie in which anyone has ever told me that they've seen a disabled person is Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a great movie, but that is the only movie that has portrayed someone disabled that I've seen. If you've seen 
any other accurate portrayals, please let me know because I would love to watch them. But that's the only one I've seen. And even then, that portrayal is skewed. It it just... To me, I didn't like the way that they portrayed Forrest at the beginning with his braces because I've worn those braces. They suck. And it was just... I don't know. It was There's just something off to me about that. And I think there was a lot less about how he was struggling with that and more so about how he struggled later in his life. And I haven't seen a story that fully touches on that. I've seen a lot of stories that focus on mental health and how people deal with certain mental illnesses, which I think is amazing. It was World Mental Health Day yesterday. And I think that the amount of literature that exists to honor that and help people feel less alone in that form of suffering I think that's beautiful but we forget about the community that so often doesn't tell their stories and that is the disabled community and I've been trying to figure out how to write a character that embodies not only what I feel but what a lot of other people feel and it's helped me to try to figure her out. I know that the character is going to be a she because that's just me. And it's been a process, but I'm honestly so excited to do it because it's something that needs to happen. And I'm, again, not discounting any other group's experience, but this is just my experience. But if you want to feel heard... You don't even have to show people. Just write it down for yourself. And don't let anyone ever tell you that because your skin is a certain color, because you walk or talk or function a certain way, because you love someone who a lot of the other people you know find odd. I don't know how to even put that because it sounds so ridiculous. If you love someone of the same sex, I guess, and people are belittling you for it, You keep doing what you're doing because it does not fucking matter what anyone says. Do not let anyone stamp your voice out of you. Do not let anyone make you feel less than because the bottom line is those people engage in a culture of hatred that should no longer exist in this world. And... Creativity is what drives us forward. It helps us rise above. If I didn't have writing, I'd probably be a lot angrier of a person. And I know that I talked about that a lot last week. And I know for a lot of us, that's how we stay sane. It's what we know. It's what we're good at. And even on the days you want to quit, even on the days when people make you feel like shit and make you feel like you will be nothing more than what people see you as, at face value you're so much more than that and you can do so much better than what they're telling you prove everyone wrong and it doesn't matter how long that takes you just do what you love fuck everyone else 2020 has been the shittiest year but the most eye-opening year because in this year i've noticed where people have valued me and where people have discarded me and i've noticed where people do only see me as one thing and not this whole creative bubble of energy i'm gonna hype myself up a little bit 
that I am. And especially over the summer when every social justice issue, issue was happening, when all of these murders were brought to our attention, there are so many people who, while there are some who have engaged just for destruction, there are so many others who are destroying to make a statement or to help the people they love. There are so many people who are protesting peacefully and not letting their voices be silenced by people who just don't care, who have the absolute blessing in their life to not feel burdened by everything terrible going on. Those people are irrelevant to whatever message you are trying to convey, either personally or artistically. They do not matter. And while 2020 has been terrible, we've all found our voices this year. And I think I encourage every single creative person out there that listens to this, do not stop. Do not let the fire go out because everyone here matters no matter what you think your issue is, no matter what other people think your issue is. You are relevant and... I know that this was jumbly and I probably should have gone deeper into tips on how to do this, but we can talk more about it in another episode. I just really needed to rant and tell everybody today that you are loved and appreciated and just do what you're going to do because at the end of the day, what matters is making yourself happy and engaging with people who are willing to listen to you. And we can absolutely talk more about tips on how to do this in another episode but I think that this is all I have to say today because I'm still a little like now I'm heated because it hurts my feelings that anybody else in this world for any other reason it doesn't even have to be my reasons would be struggling with the same feeling of pain or just feeling that they can never create something good enough to get someone's attention that makes me sad so i really really hope that everyone is able to take this and do something that is good for not only the greater good but for themselves and make themselves happy but yeah i'm a little speechless right now so i'm gonna let y'all go And remember, no one matters but you. Love you guys. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.